I am Tony Silvera, the senior pastor at the Passion Center. And as a life coach and a pastor, I help people reinventing themselves to achieve the life, the family, the business of their dreams. Today, I am here to share about the subject of Purell for the Soul. And uh, we all know that during this uh, season of confinement, people are struggling to keep their hygiene, washing their hands, all these things. And one of the first things that was sold out in stores was a hand sanitizer or Purell. And this um, item caused me to think about our soul, the moral pollution that sometimes we carry, and how can we go before God and present ourselves the way God will listen to our prayers. So let me start by reading Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8, where it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So this verse talks about purity in heart as a requirement to see God. So if you want to see God in your life, it's not enough to do a nice prayer. It's not enough to sacrifice whatever you think you have to sacrifice, but you need to achieve purity in your soul. And the heart is what you are uh, in the secrecy of your thoughts and your feelings. And nobody knows your heart like God does. Uh, uh, there are things that are invisible, but to God, everything's visible. He can see everything about you. In 1 Samuel 16 and verse 7, God told the prophet, man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart, from the heart are all or precede all issues of life. So God looks into our heart and uh, our heart, uh, our being, our soul, uh, uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, is many times polluted. So we should uh, uh, make an effort to purify our heart, purify our soul. Uh, though uh, there's no Purell for the soul, I'm going to tell you how to achieve this purity. Now, this uh, scripture in James chapter 4, I will come back to this scripture by the end of the message. It says on verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So again, the requirement here is to purify the heart, but notice it talks about the washing of the hands. And washing hands, it's a basic thing of hygiene. We should uh, uh, all wash our hands. Uh, since a young age, I developed the, the habit of always washing my hands when I arrive home, when I arrive to a place, before I eat. I was uh, taught by my uh, parents uh, to do so. And, and so it's part of what I do. It's part of my routine. 
Now, Purell uh, became part of my routine uh, years ago when we had an epidemic, uh, the SARS epidemic, uh, in the in the late uh, 90s, I believe, or in the early 2000s. Uh, but now that we're uh, struggling with this new virus, COVID-19, uh, every store you go, uh, you have people with a little bottle of Purell. I was going to a hardware store and uh, just to the gardening section, and here's this man with a little Purell bottle uh, and uh, helping us to disinfect our hands so we will not uh, transmit uh, our um, infections or our germs or potential virus to other customers. And so we need to uh, do this in order to not just protect ourselves, but to protect others. And uh, COVID-19 is a, a shared experience that has been very stressful to everyone. And in this moment, we live uh, uh, uncertainty, anxiety, and but there's a few things that science can certainly help. Um, but uh, in this matter of our soul, uh, there's no uh, detergent, there's nothing that can cleanse our soul uh, but one single element, and we're going to learn about it. But notice that Jesus said, purify your hearts, you double-minded. So uh, a double mind or a, a dual mind is a source of impurity in our soul. Uh, James 1.8, the Bible says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Of course, this applies to the ladies too. So double mind is having opposite views all the time. And a, a person with a double mind lives in a double standard. It's a two-faced, double-tongued, speaks with a forked tongue, deceitful treasures. And people who are double-minded uh, sought out for service and capacity because they're not faithful. They cannot be trusted. To be uh, double-minded and not single-hearted or wholehearted for God, it's a sin, according to Scripture. James tells that Christians who are double-minded need to purify their hearts. And this is a high standard. Look at the standard given by Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. He said, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. How can I be perfect as God is perfect? But that's the standard. This is the pattern that Jesus set in Scripture. God is perfect and pure, and he called you and me to be perfect and pure. So we need to be cleansed from, from our sin. So we need to apply a spiritual purel to our soul. In Isaiah 118, it says, though your sins are scarlet, they shall be as white as a snow. And, and this is such an interesting scripture. You know, in the 17th century, Sir Isaac Newton used the prism to study how light ref, uh, refracts and uh, uh, how we see colors. And, and he, he discovered that when light passes uh, through an object, uh, the object appears to possess a specific uh, color. 
So uh, when you look at uh, my shirt or uh, elements of our background, you see these uh, these colors because in your screen you are seeing a light. Uh, in uh, our daily life, life we see the reflection of light in objects. So that we will say that this table is brown, uh, this uh, uh, plant uh, has green, and we identify these colors that are not in the object, but the reflection of the light. When light passes also through the translucent uh, crystals of, uh, of snow, snow appears to be white, though uh, it's not really white. It's the particles of water that froze, and so as light passes through, we see them as, as white. Also, our sin pollutes us, and before God, we're all sinners. We sh fell short of God's glory. Our sin divides us from a holy God. We're uh, uh, just born with this nature and we, uh, we have polluted souls. But the Bible promises, though our sins are red, and red is the color of blood, uh, symbolizing also uh, the color of, uh, of death, uh, God says, I will make them white as snow in the sense that they will be purified. There will be a change of color, not that we changed ourselves, but the grace of God in us causes our sins to be forgiven. And God promised they will be as white as snow. In John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to the people and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So in order to see that whiteness, that purity in us, uh, we need to, to pass by the light of God. It's the light of God that causes us to be cleared. It's purel for the soul. God uh, uses the spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit to purify our lives. And when we confess our sins, God forgives us. And, uh, and we're seen through the light of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. This means that God sees us as he sees his son, Jesus Christ. Now, in the Old Testament, uncleanness was a big thing. And when we think of something unclean in the Old Testament, uh, we know that uh, uh, Jewish uh, law talked about different levels of uncleanness and impurities. And uh, of, often it's accuated to something sinful. But uh, unclean in the Old Testament, it's not necessarily sinful. It doesn't relate to, to sin. For example, giving birth or having a skin disease or burying a dead relative will cause people to be unclean, but they were not necessarily sinners. In the desert, uh, when people were uh, walking towards the promised land, uh, sometimes because of uh, touching unclean things, they had to stay, they had to remain outside the camp untouchable like a corpse until uh, they were declared uh, clean by the priest. 
in Leviticus uh, chapter 13 in verse 3, it says the priest shall look at the mark on the skin of the body. And if there's an infection that is leprosy, uh, when the, the priest look at him, he shall pronounce him unclean. So there was a judge that was the priest. The, the, the priest had this uh, responsibility of declaring someone clean or unclean if they had a mark on their skin. The priest was uh, uh, trained to examine uh, those uh, skin issues, and if it was leprosy, they had to remain outside of the camp. Uh, and uh, uh, this was a way of protection. Now, because God is uh, holy, uh, we must be like him in order to come into his presence. And how can we, uh, who are stuck and unclean uh, in the normal state, become clean? And this is what I would like to talk to you today. Now, let me mention rituals in the Old Testament. A very interesting ritual. It's the ritual of the two birds from the Old Testament, clean and unclean. So it says on uh, chapter 14 of Leviticus, verses 6 and 7, that the priest shall dip uh, uh, two birds uh, and the live bird in the blood of the, of the bird that was slain. And he shall then sprinkle seven times the one who is to be cleansed from leprosy and pronounce him clean and shall let uh, uh, the live bird go free over an open field. In, in the Old Testament, when someone had leprosy, they had to remain outside the camp. Now, that uh, viral infection uh, could uh, heal or destroy the person. Some people will have a, a decay of body parts. They can uh, lose a nose, lose fingers. Uh, it's a horrible, a terrible plague, leprosy. But that leprosy could uh, be healed naturally or by a miracle, by the grace of God. And they had to come, the leper, to the, to the priest and show themselves. And they will have to bring two birds. And the priest will get the two birds, will kill one of the birds. Uh, and now he will uh, sprinkle uh, the bird uh, that is al was alive with the blood of the other uh, dead bird, sprinkled seven times, and then he would release uh, that bird in an open field. Uh, with that, he will uh, uh, offer this sacrifice and declare over the person that had leprosy that now they were free to continue with their normal lives because they were considered purified. The blood of one bird covered for the other bird. So one will die, another one will live. One will shed blood, another one will be sprinkled with the blood and let go on an open field after he was sprinkled seven times. This typifies or exemplifies what Jesus did for you and me in the spirit. He shed his blood for you and me. We had this impurity in our heart, but through the blood of Jesus, we were purified from our impurity. 
the blood of Jesus acts like Purell for the soul. Just like in the Old Testament, that bird was set free and the person that had the leprosy, which is a representation of sin, was declared healed and now able to live in community, able to enter uh, uh, the community and uh, live a normal life, have a new opportunity in life. So the blood of Jesus does this for us. The blood of Jesus is Purell for the soul. In this ritual, the two birds represented both of them, the sick person. One of the birds will die. Uh, in the presence of God. The other one will go free, uh, symbolizing God's divine intervention and uh, a new life with God. So the opportunity uh, that we have is timeless. When Christ, during his ministry on earth, uh, died for us in that cross, uh, he did for us the same thing that the, that, that blood did for the other uh, bird that went free. So clean or unclean, it's a matter of great importance to God, as it is for us. In our daily lives, we have this hygiene, having clean hands, of being protected from viruses. And for many centuries, uh, um, religious people try to debate this issue of uncleanness. They accused Jesus of being unclean. They accused the disciples of Jesus of eating without washing their hands, of being also unclean. In uh, Luke 11, he said, Jesus said to the Pharisees, Now then, you Pharisees, clean the outside of the cup and dish, but the inside you are full of greed and wickedness, you foolish people. Uh, 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 if one made the outside make uh, clean, made the inside also. But now, as for what is inside, you be generous to the poor, and everything will be clean to you. So Jesus was telling them, it's not our outside, it's not the things we do, it's not the the the, the way we act that causes us to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. It's not because we say so. It's a, a, an act of faith. When we apply faith in what Jesus did for us, not only our interior is purified, is clean, but the outside is clean. And God called his people to separate themselves from the impurities of the world. Let me give you this example. With the coronavirus, COVID-19 containment in full swing, so hand washing has been... Uh, an object of uh, publicity and people teach about this. If you see on the slide on your screen, uh, you will uh, see the effects of washing your hands for 30 seconds with water and soap. And um, these pictures are taken with a, an ultraviolet uh, uh, special light that shows uh, bacteria in the hands. And you see before washing, and then at the end of a 30 second wash, uh, what happens uh, to the hands? Uh, there's great benefits in washing hands. But in the history of mankind, uh, only in uh, 1864 is when the hospitals started to practice 
the washing of hands, because up to then they gave no importance to, uh, to washing hands. So this matter of hygiene was already mentioned in the Bible. We see it um, uh, that they had to wash their hands in Exodus 30, verse 18, in order to enter the tent of meeting. And, and uh, uh, it was a, a mystery why they had to do so. Today we do it normally. And when we arrive home, uh, we are uh, taught to wash our hands to avoid contamination in our home, and we need to be cleansed. In Isaiah uh, uh, 118, when it says, though our sins are like scarlet, they shall, shall be white as snow. Uh, that was a promise of a spiritual cleansing that God was about to do. Now, we sing uh, songs that are beautiful songs, and there's this song, Nothing But the Blood, that says, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And this is a famous song, Nothing But the Blood, that can 12 times repeats that nothing can wash away or cleanse like the blood of Jesus. And this is part of our uh, Christian culture. But uh, more than a culture, it has to be an act of faith. Let me conclude with this verse in Psalms 24, verse 3 and 4. It says, Who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false God. Here's the condition to show before the Lord. And it says, the one that has clean hands and a pure heart. Again, this expression repeated over and over in the Bible, that we need a, an essential rule of hygiene. We need a, a, a substance that will wash away our sins. In the Old Testament, they had to kill animals, like the killing of the bird, so that the second, the first bird will die, so the second bird will go free. They had the same thing uh, that they will do with goats, where a goat will receive um, uh, the, the sin of the, of the people. The goat will be sacrificed, and, and we have even uh, expressions today that mention that goat, and people don't even know what it is. But God provided Jesus Christ as the sacrifice for our sin. If today you invite Jesus into your life, you can have a daily routine in the discipline of asking God for forgiveness. God is love. There's no sin in God. And God wants to forgive your sins. God wants you to get to a point in which you can show before Him with clean hands and a pure heart. Let me pray for you. God, I pray right now for every person watching this broadcast that they will be able to approach you, God, in faith and ask for their, the forgiveness of their sins. Lord, we know that the blood of Jesus is the only way to be washed from our impurities. You are a holy God, and by your grace, you've accepted us in Christ because of the sacrifice for our sins. Because he sprinkled us spiritually with his blood, now we're set to fly free because he died in our, in our place. 
He died for us. He died for our sins. So today, I pray for people that are watching this broadcast, that they will surrender themselves to Christ and that they will start a new life. Now, if you did this prayer, I would like to teach you how to live this life in victory and having uh, the possibility of achieving your dreams and the destiny that God has prepared for you. Don't forget to join us again next week. So God bless you and have a wonderful Sunday.